Mr. Tom Korski, managing editor of Blacklock Supporter. Good morning. Hi, Alex. Did you get a question into uh, Tiff Macklin? No. Were you allowed on the call? You know why? Oh. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> no hard questions allowed. Oh, I know. Well, there you go. Uh, nonetheless, we'll uh, see what happens, and I'm sure there'll be more to talk about on that front. You got a bunch of stuff, and I wanted to get into it, and I certainly wanted to pick up on this story, because it's always been the unknown, but the Department of Infrastructure now admitting it misinformed Parliament and taxpayers when it was under the watch of uh, Catherine McKenna, uh once upon a time, and they, I guess, tabled some reports in the Commons and apparently misrepresented hundreds of millions in spending um, this money was supposed to go, I guess, towards projects for infrastructure, and they could never account for it. There were never any details, and no reason was given why the money was never there. used to be a big deal in this town. These reports are tabled in Parliament, so MPs, the representatives of the taxpayer, can follow the money. It's absolutely crucial. And here, you have the department now acknowledging, they use the word misinformation. That's, uh, you can take that to the bank. They admit misinformation, Department of Infrastructure. What do they say? Well, in one department plan, they say they underreported spending on internal services by $20 million. In another uh, document they tabled in Parliament, they misrepresented spending on what they call financial resources by $12 million. The capper the department plan that misrepresented public works spending by $3.5 billion. What's the most generous interpretation here? What was McKenna doing? You know what? You don't get paid to pose and draw a salary when you're a cabinet minister. You have to actually run the thing. And she didn't bother. For whatever reason, under McKenna, the Department of Infrastructure failed three audits. And when they say, oh, you know, we misinformed taxpayers and the public, that, that means they lied. They lied by hundreds of millions, billions in reports they sent up to Parliament. When the cat's away, Alex, mice play, and no one was on the job. Yeah, but if you repeat it and actually say it louder, they've learned in the House of Commons, you know, that's your talking point, and people will totally believe it said one Catherine McKenna once upon a time. Yeah, no cabinet minister came close to McKenna in terms of misrepresenting core functions. These, these are not partisan attacks, and I know that McKenna has made a fashion of ascribing criticism of her to misogyny. False. The budget office has said, you're not releasing details. Her own department acknowledges it misinformed the public. You can't do that. You, it's all about the money. I don't know what McKenna was doing in office. You, you really are left with the impression it really was about the car and the chauffeur and the sloganeering. Yeah, but she didn't stick around for the pension. Uh, she's not in politics now to answer to these questions, so she won't be. So have they recovered the money? Do they know, have they been able to figure out where the, you know, their dollars are? Well, the, the, oh, this is full of uh, follow-up questions. On, even if we assume this was all on the level, what is it about basic arithmetic the Department of Infrastructure does? How do you make a $12 million accounting error? You wouldn't do that at XYZ Trucking Incorporated. What are you doing? That, that was that department. Oh, if there was a department that begged for a top-to-bottom forensic audit, it's infrastructure. They can't mm. fail any more audits, Alex.
Well, procurement probably could beat them, but nonetheless, uh, well, I hear you. Uh, point taken. Stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Um, meanwhile, big story, big uh, big consequences here. Rogers Communication will p- cut four to five thousand jobs if Cabinet approves its buyout of rival Shaw Communications, which, by the way, owns this particular company that I work for. This, according to a Conservative MP yesterday, who told the Commons Industry Committee. And um, Rick Perkins warned of massive layoffs by uh, company insiders. So, been nice talking to you, Tom. Uh, but until that happens, look, that is the reality of when big telecom companies come in and buy other uh, smaller companies. Having said that, uh, this is now in the hands of uh, Philip um, Champagne, and he's going to have to make the decision of whether he rubber stamps this. I assume he will, but it's not only going to downsize the industry when we need actually more reporters, but it is also going to stop uh, competition. Yeah, this is, uh, if the Minister of Industry approves this deal, uh, he, that we can assume he's not interested in being popular. I'm w- sorry, uh, with apologies to Roger's executives, no one thinks this is a good deal except you and Shaw executives. Literally, the, the Commons Heritage Committee has already said uh, we disapprove. Competition Bureau, not interested. The regulators like it. CRTC, Federal Court of Appeal, doesn't see a problem, but that's not an endorsement. And here when you have this MP from Nova Scotia, MP Perkins, who says, I'm told by guys I know on the inside that you're looking at 5,000 job cuts. And mm-hmm. the chief executive officer says, well, there could be some overlap, but, you know, we're, we're a net growth company. That's not going to feed the bulldog. It was not a great day for telecom executives in the industry committee yesterday. If cabinet approves this, they know what the reaction is going to be. I mean, there will be howls of protest. Well, look, you just need to look back you know, in history as to what happens. It's just it's been happening in our industry for, for decades. It's just the hollowing out and less resources and, you know, um, it doesn't necessarily improve the product. Uh, but also, um, this government ran on promising to lower cell phone bills. And so when you get rid of more competition, that's not going to happen. So, you know, th- th- these companies want this deal done fairly quickly. They want it done by the end of January. Well, hi, it's January 26th. Uh, is Champagne going to uh, what do you think he's going to do? He said it'll be thorough, but is he going to announce quickly? No, absolutely not. That would be crazy. He's not what he's got. That gives him a little over seventy-two hours to approve it. Yeah, yeah he'll wait till Parliament shut down. He'll give it like till yeah, like absolutely what, not. No, yeah, exactly. The House is back on Monday, but I think also, I mean, Cabinet knows where its bread is buttered. I mean, the CEO of Rogers is not facing re-election at any given point, but the Minister of Industry is. And this is not a popular deal. I mean, walk down the streets of any town and ask people, are you happy with your cable service provider? Well, actually, <laughs> no, not, not so much. If you want a form of torture to see what it feels like, just call your local telecom company to get uh, something changed and uh, you'll understand. Uh, meanwhile, uh, just we'll finish up with this one because I sadly don't have enough time. A national scientific panel yesterday blaming media misinformation in part um, of not presenting two sides of every story when it comes to, you know, environmental issues like the carbon taxes, where it uh, creates this false balance of perspectives. And this coming out of the Council of Canadian a- Academies. Um, so they say, look, when it comes to issues like climate or environmentalism, we're only really getting one side of the story. I'm not sure that's the only area we're only getting one side of the story in today's climate. Uh, I found this a very actually creepy report that had the veneer of intellectualism. Here you have the, exactly the Council of Canadian Academy saying, you know what, they're going to be prescribed facts. Oh. And media should not report on dissent to prescribed facts because we're going to call that misinformation. 
Uh, oh, yeah. This is now being used as a tool by uh, people who seek to influence. And it's frankly, I'm astonished with all these learned people sitting around in the room. And no one said, does, does no one smell like the whiff of sulfur? Like this has a really bad vibe to it, that there's only going to be one side to the carbon tax. And we're tired of media presenting two sides to the story. It's, it's, I, it, I can't imagine anything creepier. They thought it was okay. It felt good. Yeah, 1984 is all of a sudden not such a fiction anymore. Absolutely. When I read that, it was like, oh, once upon a time. I could exactly. read a book like that and not be scared. Uh, well, Tom, there's lots more, but of course I'm out of time. Appreciate yours. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Alex. There you go. Tom Korsky, Managing Editor of Blacklock's Reporter.